channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town Not your side, but the other side. Right. Don't stop. Don't be one of those rubbernecks that look, because you caused me to be almost late to the show <laughs> for no reason. If it's that bad of an accident, guess what? You'll see it on the TV. Very true. G- a quick peek and keep driving, man. Keep your head forward, quick peek over, and keep pressing on, man. Well, if they're checking to see if they know that person, though. You'll see it on the news, or they'll call, or Facebook, man, social media. You'll find out if it was them, man. It's kind of like it, it was, it's too late anyway, right? Yeah, and that's why I'm like, come on, man. I mean, backed up for like three miles, just trying to get in here normally, because I was like, leave it right about 8 o'clock, yeah. coming from Surprise. It's a little bit of a drive. It's a little, little dry. A little but distant. I'm usually here with them in about 10 minutes, you right. know, because I give myself a little bit of time. And I'm looking, I said... You know, there's backed up traffic. I said, "This is a this isn't normal." Look at my phone on the you know Google Maps, and I see it's a it's an accident westbound. Right. I go, but I'm going eastbound. There's no reason it should be backed up. Right, right, right. So please, just do everybody a favor, man, because people are trying to get to work in the morning. <laughs> they don't need to be late. Look on social media. Look on you know the news stations. If it was that bad of an accident, you're gonna see it, man. Right. You I know, agree. I agree because uh, I I never dealt with that until I got out here, and that's what makes the traffic so much worse. Like that's what makes the traffic so much slower. Is when there is an accident nope. or a uh, officer pulls over, you know, a pedestrian driving, whatever it is, whatever the case may be, has nothing to do with you or the, you know your situation nothing, exactly, at all. So why man. even try to try to take a look? And everyone slows down, and once you slow down. The next car behind you slows down, and then and if they're not paying attention, down. guess what? Now you just cause another accident. Exactly that too. Pay attention. So pay attention to my own business, right? Exactly. Thank you. And you can catch up with it on the news <laughs> or social media. No, that is a pet peeve of mine since I've been out here. I've noticed that a lot as well. But I'm glad you got it out, man. It's Fireball Friday. It is, man. I, I'm like, I don't like being late. Yeah. It's it's Fireball and Friday. Breaking, my, NFL, breaking microphones in here. Weekend. Woo. Yesterday kicked off. What was it yesterday? <laughs> Thursday. Thursday kicked Thursday off round kicked one. Off round one of the NFL. A lot draft. of surprises and surprises. Mm-hmm. Really, I really wasn't surprised. I was. Well, it, was when a, I say surprise, as far as there wasn't a lot of uh, trades that happened that you kind of. And here's the thing with the draft, man. Everybody has their opinion on what's going to happen, what they want to, you know, done. Because we all put ourselves in that GM type deal, and like it's, you know, I've said on the show, I don't look at mock drafts anymore. 
Right. Because nothing ever comes true on those anyway, so it's kind of foolish. But it's it's people's opinion on what, if they were a GM, what they would be doing. I thought there would have been some trades. I was surprised with Tennessee and picking Mariota. I thought that would have been a trade. The Eagles with Chip Kelly, what he's been doing over there in Philly, no one really knows. Right. But I kind of, it, it almost led to making sense to get to that number two pick somehow to get Mariota to have Sam Bradford as a trade. For some reason, it doesn't mean it won't happen. It just right. didn't happen in the draft. Uh, you know, Jalen Strong didn't get chosen first round from ASU, which surprised me because there were some other receivers where I thought he would have been chosen in front of those guys. True. But ASU did get Demarius Randall going to Green Bay. So ASU did get a number one draft pick this year. Uh, so congrats out to my Devils. Yeah. <laughs> but then look at the number five pick, man. No one, nobody was going to look at that one and, and figure out that white boy, that um, why, why you that say white like boy, that? man, that white boy. White he boy's just, playing the NFL too, man. I didn't say that. No, I wasn't <laughs> talking about that way. I'm just saying um, with, I think it was uh, the, Washington. The, the offensive tackle. Yeah, out offensive of, tackle out of, Iowa. out of Iowa. No one, no one predicted that. I don't even think he was a top 10 pick. Prediction. Honestly, I mean, and he kept one. T- I didn't. Five. I didn't think any offensive lineman this year besides uh, the kid from uh, LSU, Collins. And since his incident came out, and he had to leave the draft and yeah. leave Chicago, I didn't think it. Like you said, I didn't think an offensive tackle, offensive guard, anyone, center. I mean, the kid, the guy out of Florida, Florida State. Um, I knew he was projected to go first round, but uh, like, yeah, you were talking about Brandon Sheaf. Yep. And, yeah, that was a huge – and it was Washington. And everyone's thinking quarterback, 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 maybe running back, maybe receiver, you know, um, at a top five pick. But you're always safe to go with the old lineman. And you're not always this safe, This was a safe man. pick. You're safe Especially with, at a tackle. with the old lineman. You, if, because you never know how that tackle is going to fare against these DNs. And the, that's like I was looking at – like at the Cardinals pick. Mm-hmm. Cardinals went with offensive line. Now oh, when Oh, that's that was hilarious. But go ahead. Go ahead. Because I have something to say about that. Right. Too. And we'll talk on that because obviously being here based in, in Arizona, we'll talk some Cardinal draft. But it shocked me because I really thought with the running backs going that the Cardinals were possibly going to trade. I thought that was going to be almost a done deal for them to trade with for Minnesota a, for, for AP. AP. Yeah. Once those once those two running backs left, I said Cardinals are they're going to trade that draft pick and get and it didn't happen. They went with the tackle, right. and I try to I try to understand why. I said, you know what? Maybe they're going to look at that left side and move Jel, uh, Valdir at guard, like I've been saying they need to, because Valdir he got tore up a little bit at, at that tackle spot last year. But then Arians comes out and says that he's going to be competing with the right tackle spot with Bobby Massey. So you still have that left side mm-hmm. that you didn't. And I didn't think Massey was that bad. He actually gained. Some confidence, and he started looking good towards that second half of the season. So right. I don't know why they went with that, mm-hmm. especially when you have the chance to possibly trade. Because what did Minnesota do with their pick? They went with corner. Yeah. They so took, yeah, they took Trey Waynes, which I thought it was a setup uh, for the trade for the Cardinals to make that you know transition because yeah. the Cardinals, you know, they had the discussion with Justin Bethel with their cornerback position with Cromartie not signing back and him going to New York Jets. I you know that opened the door. I was and once Minnesota went with Trey Wayne's. I was like, well, let's let's, let's buckle up here because something might happen by the time yep. the Cardinals is selection. And I I would think that would be a you know a pretty fair trade maybe with that draft pick maybe Trey Wayne's and AP. You know I thought it was it was open doors and whoever Minnesota selected or I'm sorry whoever the Cardinals selected they could have you know ex- expanded ways and had 
you know, a, a trade-off with Trey Waynes and maybe the offensive tackle and DJ yep. Williams that they selected. But the funniest thing about that draft pick was being in Arizona. This is my first time out here in Arizona, and I've been, you know, a bunch of places, a bunch of bars, events during the NFL draft. You know, it's the whole draft experience. It's the yep. NFL, NFL rules. Amer- like, America shuts down anything with <laughs> NFL. So being in Arizona for that time and for my first event out here, being at a Cardinals draft party, Cardinals base draft party. Right. Um, bunch of Cardinals fans everywhere throughout the bar. Everyone's clapping before the draft pick yep. was made. It gets silent once it said pick is in. That was and the most silent in that, that bar was, too. That was the quietest I it think, ever got last. I think night. number even Shout the out number to one. Coach and Willie's by the way. Shout yeah. out to Coach and Willie's last night. Yes, Coach and Willie's held down for us. It was a good time. Great food. Uh, great meals. Great. Oh, great meals. Great meals. Um, but Whew. it got so quiet, like you could hear a pin drop, and as soon. As they selected, the name DJ Williams came across the board, offensive tackle. It got even quieter. Everybody, because everybody's looking at each other, trying Everybody to figure out what's going on, man. And looked and made like, faces what? like, <laughs> "Wow, what, what, where did that come from?" Yeah. And you know, I thought they could have went running back if you know they couldn't make that trade to Adrian Peterson. Everybody's like, "Well, we need a running back." That's you know, as a Cardinals fan, that's what I was presenting. Honestly, I, I was pretty quiet for my team. Uh, once the Indianapolis Colts selected, they selected the wide receiver out of Miami. I'm like, why in the world are we selecting more receivers for Andrew Luck? He has a bunch of threats to throw to. He just picked up Andre Johnson yeah. in the free agency. But I I kind of understand the mindset. I thought they was going to go defense first round. But I, I think the defensive class this this season was a little downgraded from last year's class. Um, no, I was thinking safety more for, like, the Colts. And I don't think you could have took that risk with Collins from Alabama after Randall was chosen. I was like, oh, no, Randall, I don't think Randall was – yeah, he was still on the board, which I was surprised the coach didn't go with Randall or Collins. Right. And then they went receiver. I'm like, wow, this is the number one pick. But, you know, the guys, he's pretty athletic. The kid out of Florida, he can return punts, kicks, and whatnot. But I was I got pretty quiet <laughs> once that happened. But seeing that – you know, uh, seeing that reaction from the Cardinals base fan base was hilarious. It was it was the best best thing of my night last night. Well, and I'm really surprised that if they weren't going to do a trade, why they didn't pick up Jalen Strong? Because think about it, Larry's coming out the you know he's probably got a couple years left. He's body wise everything else probably not going to be playing as much every down. But if you bring somebody in. You've got now Michael Floyd because they picked up his fifth-year option. Right. So, Michael, you please perform this year. Come up to it. And then you've got the Brown Burrows coming back. Now, when I say brothers, obviously they're not related. but um, And then Fitz, and then you put Jalen Strong into that mix. Right. That is, man, that is a receiving quarterback. You, how are you going to play that as far as the defense goes, man? Mm-hmm. You have a – I mean, because Jalen Strong, number one, can go deep, but that fade route – He's locked down. He can. He's like a young Larry Fitzgerald. I, if you look at some of those catches he does and just grabs it, he's a big physical receiver like Larry was when he first came out. And then you got Michael Floyd. Then you got Brown as your deep threat. Mm-hmm. Man, that is a oh. But then they go you know for a right tackle, and I, I don't like tackles and guards in the draft a lot of times because of the fact it's unproven. How many look at Levi Brown for the Cardinals? He was mm-hmm. supposed to be the biggest left tackle coming out, sliced bread, <coughs> and he did not do anything for that line at That's all. True. Yeah, except downgrade it, you know. And it's—I mean, you're t- you're going to take the chance with any college player because you don't know how they're going to react. 
you're a elite college player. You've got the college down, but how do you transition to the NFL? Right. Because you tie to any NFL player. You know, look at Kwame, anybody else. Yeah. College is a whole different game when it comes to the NFL. It is. Different speed, different physicality. I mean, you've got a different ball game out there. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see so many draft picks and everybody else that don't make it just because they can't conform to the standards of the NFL. You know, it is. going back to your point um, that you made about Jalen Strong, who I was surprised as well that he did not go first round. I mean, I thought he performed well during the combine, during his pro day. I mean, he put up a four four one, big body frame, almost I would say about six three, two twenty, two seventeen on a good day. Um, yeah, I, I, to go to your point to compare him with Larry Fitzgerald. I wouldn't go that far, not necessarily, because Larry was at the top of his game. He was straight out of college, and Jalen Strong, he has, you know, he has a bunch of similarities towards Larry Fitzgerald. Is he there yet on that level? No, not even when you know when Larry was first coming into the league. But part of that's not his fault though either. That's quarterback fault. <laughs> you know, if, in, if he had Berkovici all year long, <laughs> I know, and I. And I know, and this isn't going back and forth between Taylor <laughs> Kelly and Berkovici because that's done. It's over with. It's last year. I'm over it. But if you would have <laughs> had Berkovici all year thrown to Jalen Strong in that offense, man, he would have been top ten almost. I guarantee, almost guarantee you. Yeah. Because he has the ability. He has a structure. He has the hands. He just didn't consistently get that ball thrown to him because of Kelly and and some of the stuff they did. But it is what it is, man. I think he's gonna make a big impact in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And. You know, he might tonight. Let's see. I, I see him going within the first 10 picks of the second round. Tonight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And whoever yeah. is going to select him in this second round got a steal because he's a first-round draft pick receiver, no doubt about yep. that. It's some other guys who got left out in the first round. Um, so your biggest surprise in, in your standpoint is Jalen Strong. No, I wouldn't say that's the biggest surprise. Well, that, that, okay, for that, the pick-wise. That did wise, not get picked right. day one. Yeah, that would be my biggest surprise. I agree. I think he's number one. Uh, prospect that's left out there. My other biggest surprise, I would go with uh, maybe Randy Gregory, the offensive, uh, or I'm sorry, the defensive end out of Nebraska slash outside linebacker. Um, I thought he was a day one, day one gym. I thought he was going day one, um, even though he did come out to the NFL during the combine time and saying that you know I, he came out saying he's used marijuana, and he know that he failed the the drug test um, for the combine. And but he was honest. I thought with him being straightforward and honest, a team will overlook that. I think he's a gem. He's a, he's going to be a steal in this second round. Uh, Landon Collins as well. I mean the the safety. I mean the guy ran a four three one. He probably he cannot guard guys the way Randall can. The way Randall will be able to in the NFL, and that's what the NFL is transitioning to. If is guys can can they handle one on one coverage against receivers? Because, you know, the NFL is right. a whole blitzing game. You get those DN rushers coming off the end, you're going to need some support back there in your secondary, especially your safeties, to stand up, you know, guard a tight end, oh, guard, yeah. guard Jimmy Graham. You got to you know, be physical, You got to be physical. You got to be able to defend. Landon Collins is not a, is not the, a, a defender the way um, Randall can. So I think he's going to still be a gem in the second round. Or, yeah, not second round, whenever he gets chosen, because who knows? Um, what was your yeah. biggest surprise from day one? I mean, we got a couple minutes before break. Who was your biggest surprise in, in the NFL draft in the first round? I think the biggest uh, was Brandon Scherf, Scherf, or however you pronounce his last name, man, uh, going <laughs> number five pick with Washington. You know, going that old, you know, that offensive guard type deal. 
But like I said, no like everybody looked at each other when they did that pick, like, who is this guy? Right. Number five pick and you're going with a with a offensive guard. And don't get me wrong, I was one of those lineman type schools, which kind of surprised me that Cardinals would have gone with Florida. Because you think there's rules to the exception, but when you think offensive lineman, you think Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, even Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Not really Florida, though. Florida's more of your corner receiver type. Sometimes a Tim Tebow quarterback. Right, right, right. It's more of a secondary or a skill position mm-hmm. old school. I agree. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, Washington sees something in them that, you know, maybe fits. But that's, you know what? And I'm going to put this out there. With Washington choosing him. As a t- at that top five At pick. that top five. Yeah. That shows more of my point that Washington actually did what a lot of teams won't. They drafted for a need. Washington f- found and saw that they need a need at the offensive guard spot, mm-hmm. and they believed that Brandon will fill that need, mm-hmm. and they did him. Because look at how, how many. They didn't draft on what they wanted. They drafted on what exactly. they Exactly. They didn't yeah. draft a player. Like, I want player. that guy. I want Leonard yeah. Williams. Even though Leonard Williams was on the board. Yeah, Leonard, I mean, he was Everybody six. wanted Leonard Williams. Yeah. But Washington I mean, did Vic not Beasley, want to do that. I mean, they had a lot of big names that they could have gone to, right? But they chose to go for a need other than the name. And I think a and I applaud them for it. I think an offensive lineman in the first round is is the safest you can go because they're going to last the longest. Those are the guys who set the tone up front, offense or defensive line. Those are the guys that set the tone up front. If it's not a quarterback, um, you're safe. Your safest choice is an offensive lineman or defensive yeah. lineman. And I mean, you look at number thirteen with the Saints was Andreas Pete. I mean, they could easily gone with him, but they went with Brandon, you know. Like I said, I mean, that's why we're not in the war room, man. We don't know what's going on, what they're thinking is, but they saw some of the Brandon over some of the other, you know, tackles and guards. I mean, granted, Pete's a, uh, I think, more of a more of a tackle than a guard, but. That's a big boy. Oh, that's a, mm-hmm. that dude is huge. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we're going to take a quick break. I mean, we're going to discuss more uh, about the NFL draft after we get off the break. Also, some NBA playoffs. One team, one, one series is going seven. One one series is going Are seven games. Call me last of the Sports Talk Show. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back in the Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We are live in studio. Fireball. Fireball Friday, man. I love Fridays. Turn up. It's the weekend. Uh, NFL draft weekend. NFL draft parties going all over. Uh, One thing I want to – we're going to jump right back into the NFL, but one thing before that, also don't forget, tomorrow's the biggest fight. I know, man. We should have been in, in Vegas history. for it, too. We were trying I, yeah, to. Yeah, I should have been, been in Vegas. but Kwame Lasser Sports Talk should have been in Vegas, but. No way. I think it's overdue. I think this fight is overdue anyway. Oh, it's about five years overdue. Yeah. So, I'm not really, you know, it's and it's going to be overpriced in anywhere yeah. you go in, in Las Vegas, anywhere you go out here in the Valley, honestly. But it's happening. You know, yeah. it's it's going to happen. Floyd, uh, Manny Pacquiao said after the fight he would like to become best friends. Not best friends, but just great friends with Floyd Mayweather after the fight. You don't really hear that with two fight. I'm pretty sure they, they're good friends yep. even before the fight. I mean, come on. You're talking about two of the greatest fighters in the game today. Uh, in history, during out this time, during their era, they're going to go down as 1-2, one 1-A, one 1-B, one whatever. These are the two greatest fighters. I'm pretty sure they, yep. they're great friends. Did you hear his interview, man, Pacquiao's? Dude, that um, is the most humble guy. How do you not is. go for him now? Like coming up from nowhere with the Philip, uh, he's already with Philippines, right? Yes. Okay, coming up from the Philippines, dude. That interview was just the most humble thing I've ever heard, man. Just mm-hmm. talking about no hatred whatsoever. He's you know mentioned about going out there and saying, "Hey, this is a fight. We both know this is a business top deal. You know, we're good friends. We've talked before the fight. After you know, yeah. and like you said, we you know continue to talk after and be friends, man. And it's like after you listen to that, it's like how do you not? Go for him. Mm-hmm. And you look at Mayweather. I mean, Mayweather, he's not that, you know, big talk, you know, violent top guy. I mean, he's pretty laid back, pretty mellow as well. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you just, you hear that interview, man. I, like, you know, the wife was telling me after, she goes, man, how do you not go for him after? I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's true. Mm-hmm. But a, a good point on boxing, man. And I was listening to uh, Doug and Wolf on the way in, mm-hmm. and they had Senator McCain on. And Senator McCain's a big boxing guy. I mean, it's, okay. if you don't know about it, he's big into boxing nah, and all no that clue. stuff. <laughs> and they brought up a good point. Why do you have boxing not have the following that some of the other sports has with looking at the past? They used to have that following. Boxing used to be a huge sport. And they brought up a good point, man. How many people out there can afford these pay-per-view matches? Not many. Not many. So Not many. you're going to lose a lot of population for your sport by doing it. If you were to take big na- you know, big fights like this mm-hmm. and put it on a public NBC, Fox, something like that, I think you would start getting a lot more following again Yeah. than just putting everything on pay-per-view. Everything, I'm not saying yeah. get rid of pay-per-view altogether. Right. But let's start taking every big fight that's on pay-per-view and start broadcasting it on the NBCs, the Fox, you know, I, whatever it I is, agree man. With that. I agree with that. I that mean, was a perfect point, for, man. Yeah, for the first time, you made some sense. But uh, come on, man. <laughs> no, but no, I definitely agree. Just to help the, the game of boxing, the sport of boxing back, get back on par. Not even the top boxer. You know, Floyd Mayweather, yeah, you probably have to do paper, pay-per-view to view a guy like him, Manny Pacquiao, you know, your top boxers in the game. But 
as in you know other boxers that's in this in this sport that's coming up why not show them like you said like on the NBC or you know ABC network or Fox Fox Sports yeah. you know I mean sometimes they'll show it on Fox Sports here or there yep. but they need to make it like a bigger standpoint and I do agree cuz I believe the spot the sport of boxing has fallen and the reason is because UFC fighting what did they do they went straight to TNT Sports they went to you know all these other sport net- networks, Fox, net- Fox yep. Sports. They've they've done it. They've done it on NBC. They've done it on ABC. You've seen fights on ESPN. The the sport of UFC cage fighting, whatever the, that sense MMA. They have done that. They have brought it to yep. your home television shows. They have brought it to your home television networks. Right. And they and now look, they and used they to have it on pay per view. They still have. They pay-per-views. still do. But look, it was usually all pay per view fights for for. Um, all their, you know, back in the day, and they have more following now because of going to local broadcasting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, take NFL and you know all the major sports out there. Mm-hmm. You don't see pay per view events, even the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is way bigger, I think, than the Mac, you know the Pacquiao Mayweather fight as mm-hmm. far as viewership goes. But it's not going to be because of the fact that on pay per view. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine NFL going to a pay per view event for like the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. How much they would lose on that? Oh yeah, no doubt about that. And yeah, I, I do agree. I like once again, I agree with you. But it, like again, the sport of boxing is an individual sport, not necessarily a team concept. Right. But the sport of UFC MMA fighting has dominated that fighting sense on local, at home television networks. So I agree to get boxing back on par to get these guys household names, because the only household name that you think of, you talk about boxing, the first name you're gonna say is uh, Money Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather. Right. Next name, Manny Pacquiao. After that, huh, you're going to scratch your head. But you're going to go for, you know, the, the old town, like the Mike Tyson. the Right. You know, the names that you know from being from in the boxing. Then. Yeah, ex- absolutely. And to get it back on par, yeah, these some of these superstars that are, are in that, that sport need to come more to light. Yep. And, you know, I think it'll help besides, you know, doing it on Showtime fights or HBO. Let's, let's get some NBC in there. Let's get exactly, CBS. Man. Why not? You know, just go for it. And besides, you know, they you're going to make money on around it? Olympic time anyway. Hold on, pause. What What does that say on your armband? Is that Jack? Does that say Fireball? Yeah, we got it from the uh, thing last night. Can man. you get a picture of that, please? Actually, this is the uh, Jack like, Daniels Tennessee Fire. By the way, we have Lexley. Uh, Lexley TV is in the building, all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Shout out to her. Chi-town. She will get on this mic today. Little does she know. <laughs> so, uh, no, shout out to her. But that is awesome. I didn't know they was passing those out. They was passing out a lot of stuff. I, they were, I mean, man. Budweiser or Bud Light was out there. Yeah, I got I, the footballs, everything else. Yeah, I, I got the hat. I got the football at the home. I got the, the necklace chain. I don't have the armband, which I'm pretty jealous about. But it's all good. It's nice, man. I will find a little me style. One. I'm a midlife crisis. That's, but anyways, I guess that's what happens when you get involved in the NFL, and that's what the NFL party brings. Exactly. Man. Uh, it was a good time. If you weren't out there, you missed a good draft party. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, there you'll see live footage of it um, through the website, YouTube channel. I mean, it's, it's you'll see it, you know. And if once you view that, you're going to see how we really get things going here at Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show Radio. And, you know, it's, it's fun to be around. So going back towards the draft, uh, the biggest surprise that I've seen was a guy besides uh, – I'm sorry, the guy named was DJ Humphreys at the Cardinals shows. So right. besides DJ Humphreys was the pick right before that. Shane and that Ray. was Shane Ray going hey. in the first round, <laughs> going to Denver, Colorado. Where marijuana is legal. <laughs> but Randy Gregory is probably like, dang it. I know. But, the, okay, 
You're, you're going to Colorado. Obviously, Shane Ray, he's got a backstory. He came out talking about the marijuana use, everything else. But you still have the NFL policy you have to abide by. So right. it doesn't matter right. that it's legal in Denver or not. You're still going to get tested. If you test positive, that's your violation of the NFL rules. Right. You know, so it's it just it's something to joke about and have fun with. But reality is, Ray, I hope after all this has come out, you realize what you're doing and you are the NFL now. And you mm-hmm. have to abide by those rules or else you ain't going to be in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. Ask Darrell Washington. Ask some of those other guys. Yeah, absolutely. NFL is in lockdown now on substance abuse, DV, all that stuff, man. If you, You're done. I agree. You know? Except Adrian Peterson, he's back. <laughs> but that, you know, and, and still talking about AP, man, that's, that was a whole different story. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, you had people that were upset about it, but at the same time, if that's how you were raised, and that's how you discipline the kid, I, I applaud him for disciplining the kid. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of parents out there that don't. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be the best friend, and that's wrong. You know, did he go above and beyond? Yeah, I mean, look, in hindsight... But at the same time, he wasn't intentionally doing it because of the fact of how he was raised, and that's how he was disciplined. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, we've talked about that. That's you know, be a dead horse. Get back to the draft. Leonard Williams, a big boy, dude. He going to he New York Jets. Happy. Going to, yeah, because he's about to go play for Todd Bowles. See, oh, why yeah. wouldn't you? Do you, you see you, the you, hug? Oh, <laughs> he yeah. gave Goodell a big yeah, hug. Was, I mean, that was special. That was a really great special moment. I mean, he, everyone's up there dapping Goodell up and. Being his best friend for 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 last night, you know, no. who, who knows what's gonna hold out a couple <laughs> years from now. So we'll see who's friends and who's not friends too much. But yeah, a lot of guys are giving Goodell a lot of love, yep. um, especially Leonard Williams and his standpoint. I'm glad. I mean, he went to a system where he's just gonna jump right in and dominate. Um, not only because he's a great NFL, he's gonna be a great NFL player, right? But the guys that are, it's around him, the system that he's gonna jump into with Todd Bowles system. I mean, he's just going to flourish from day one. And that team, that defense is going to grow. They had the leadership of Cromartie, Darrell Revis, a bunch of guys coming back from their defensive front that dominated with with Rex Ryan at the helm. Now you bring in another defensive-minded standpoint, Todd Bowles. That's going to be a sick defense, man. What about the offense, man? I thought they were going to go quarterback. Maybe maybe Petty. I thought they was going to make a reach for Petty or or, Yeah, but uh, Petty's still there. Yeah, you Petty's still got still a second there. round. Petty's still there. But I think they've got to they've got to give Geno Smith another year. I mean, okay, I respect that. See, I respect they've got that. to. But that doesn't say they can pick up a quarterback protect- later. Yes, on. get protection in case he doesn't do. If the Geno Smith comes out and be, you know, is the Geno Smith of last year, right? Make sure you have something in your back pocket, like Bryce Petty, you know, a Brett Hundley. Let me get your opinion really quick on this. And I wish Kwame was in here today. I know he had to fly out because I want to get his opinion on this too. But the NFL draft, if you know more than likely you're going to be top five, top ten, you're going first round, everybody's picking you to go first, you know, top ten, whatever the case may be. What's your opinion on being there live at the draft or like James Winston being at home? Um, You asking me? I'm asking (laughs) your opinion, and I'll give you my opinion. I mean, my opinion is I don't think – what Jameis did was anything wrong, anything disrespectful. It's a bunch of guys who got selected in the NFL draft that have not been um, at the ceremony itself. It's too much going on there. I think it would have been too much distraction with Jameis Winston with being there, even Marcus Mariota. I mean, that's just 
that's how the NFL is. They want to promote NFL players through the NFL process. Right. God, they don't like when guys are promoting themselves. They don't like it when you're trying to build your own brand. I thought what Jameis Winston did was exceptional. He's saying, you know, I'm going to the, I'm playing in the NFL. I'm playing in my dream, but I'm going to do it my way. Not necessarily Marshawn Lynch type, like <laughs> That's not that type of it. mindset, but he's doing it his way. He's doing it. You know what? The people that have gotten me here, I'm going to celebrate it with them. Not NFL fans, not the NFL world, because they didn't get me here. It was my family, my friends, my close ones. He did a red carpet event. He did it up. He did it like you're supposed to do. You only get one one draft day. Right. Do it to yourself. Do it on your own. Marcus Mariota, go back to Hawaii or, you know, do it on your own. Do it the way you will want to do it yourself. So, yeah, they, they did it their own way. They did their own brand. The first two picks, I think it's going to follow up in the next couple of year draft. You know, guys don't need to be there. They don't need to be there. I mean, it's, but that's it's, part of the draft, though. And, and here's a part of the draft as fans and watching it. Yeah, you want to see the guy walk across the stage, shake Roger Goodell's hand, put the uniform off, put the hat on, show the uniform. And that's you can still bring NFL. your family. That's the but NFL. that's how it's always been. That's though. how the NFL is going to market you as well. But that's you, the whole purpose of the draft. I mean, that's, you know, obviously I mean, not these. Really. But, and I understand your point of, as far as saying your family and, you know, they brought you there, they kind of molded you. But yeah. the NFL is making that, making it happen for you. They don't have to draft you. You're a great player. You're going to play in the NFL. They don't have to draft you, number True. one. But do you know that they're going to? Right. But be part of the festivities because that's that's this well, is why, your first why, intro. Why? You're James Winston. You went through, you know, the same people that were there at the draft were the same people throwing jokes. At, hell, I threw jokes at James Winston, you know. These are the same people that made fun of you that, you know, it was not your close ones who had your back when you was going through some tough stuff. I mean, that, that kid was going through some tough stuff. He was, what, red shirt sophomore coming right. into the NFL. I don't – I'll, what, he's probably, what, 21, 20 years old, still wet behind the ears? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's tough. And no one really, I know I, as the NFL standpoint, that the fans, they weren't there to have his back. I know the no. same people was probably making fun of him. The same people that was there at his draft party, you could tell he was. He felt good. He felt at home. Right, that's his family, so, that's his know, friends. But I do agree. I agree with your point as well as the NFL draft, that's what it is about. Coming across that stage, coming right. to grab the hat. That this jersey. is your this is your first this is your moment. time. Yeah, this is with your this crossover. Team. Right now, it doesn't mean you're going to be on that team. Right, there's trades, everything else, but it's your first time into the it's your promotion into the NFL. Yeah. You know, and I think if you know you're going to be the top, maybe the top ten, then go for it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> like Jalen Strong, people thought he was going to be a first round pick for him. Demarius Randall, some of these other guys that did, you know, Bryce Petty, Brent Hundley. I get it staying at home. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact you don't know if you're going to be first round, you mm-hmm. know, or be there for the whole festivities. You know, if you're projected first or second round, be there for the festivities. So if you do get picked first round or second round, you're able to get mm-hmm. up there and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's mixed emotions. I understand yeah. being at home, being with the family. But at the same time, the NFL draft was built to have the player come up on stage, present the team that just chose him. And then go with it. You can have your family there still. You uh-huh. ha- you can get a table. You know, yeah, I mean, that's it's just. It. But you, you're you not celebrating it with your whole community. Okay, then you know what? Bring bring other people. You can't bring you the want. whole community. You can't. You can't. There's not enough tables to go around. <laughs> no, but you, you have your immediate family there at the table. And then everybody else is at the bar or the hotel or whatever else that, waiting for you to come after the fact. I mean, 
Yeah, well, because then once you're there, you got to do interviews. You got to sit down. Guys want to take Okay, then go to a hotel room. You got to go do all this. There. He doesn't want it. Why not just kick it at the door where you raised, where you're born and raised at for the people, you know, that's been there from day one. And that's the way I think that's the right way to do it. Uh, it's cool for the NFL to have, you know, a draft and walk out and all that stuff. But you want to do it with the people you're around. You want to do it in your hometown. I know if I yeah. had a choice, if I was going to be a top five pick, I wouldn't mind doing it the way James Winston did. Do a part, do a celebration. This is not just me celebrating. It's just for everyone. I think yeah. the NFL kind of, you know, turns that signal to this is about you. Congratulations. You're in the NFL. Right. You're here. Whereas, you know, you're doing it at home, you're doing it as a, you know, red carpet event, whatever. This is about us. We all made it. Thank you. This is my right. thank you to us. Like, this is our personal event. Let's have a great time celebrating, you know, this next step because you all helped me here. But, you know, at the same point, I agree with your standpoint. Okay. Uh, you know, the, no disrespect. Don't knock the NFL. Do you feel like it's like a disrespect towards the NFL for them to do this? No, I don't think it's a disrespect. It's just the fact of when the draft first started, you didn't have people at home, really. Right. Everybody right. came. If you were going to be drafted, you were there. Yeah. And you've gotten away from that a little bit. And if what a, you, yeah, I mean, it's, you can argue the point. I, I see both sides of it. I uh-huh. really do. Uh-huh. But I just think in general, and maybe more for the fan's sake, is you, you want to see that guy come across the stage, put the hat on, put the uniform on that you're going to be wearing, more than likely, mm-hmm. and be there. You know, be part of the festivities because this is your first time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Don't be at home. Mm-hmm. Be here at the NFL because you're going to have a lot more, especially going first round, top five. You're going to have a lot of different promotions you're going to have to be at anyways. Mm-hmm. So start off on the right foot. But like I said, I understand your point as well, too. Yeah. Being at home with your family and everything else, it's, you're more comfortable. But that's not, to me, that's not the draft. The draft is going up on stage, throwing the hat on, presenting the jersey, doing the whole, you know, Ken Caboodle show. Yeah. You know? So... You know, you know, two different sides of the story, but you know, I'm glad we could agree to disagree a little bit and yep. see each other's standpoints of it. Because uh, you know, that's the, probably the last time he's ever going to be around that many people that he grew up with. Because now he he's starting his whole job. Those people have their jobs. Yep. You know, that's the last time that you know he could be around those people. Because once that starting tomorrow, once he make that trip to Tampa, it's all business. It's all business. It's all learning the playbook. It's all changing that franchise, changing because you got young guys who's looking up to him now in Tampa Bay. Yep. I know when Peyton Manning went number one, I, d- I didn't really know anything about football at the time. I was eight years old, eight, nine years old. Right. Still wet behind the ears. And I didn't know anything. The whole state of Indiana did not know football like the way we do now. And it's because of him. Because of Peyton. Yeah. And it's crazy. You know, I didn't think about that until I got older. I'm like, man, this guy really encouraged me watching him from day one. Changed my whole mindset of football. Yeah, changed the game, man. Changed the whole mindset. So, call me last Sports Talk Show. We're going to take another break here. Uh, after the break, we're going to discuss some NBA playoffs, man. Some dude, some guy named Chris Paul and his teammates uh, wanted to go to a game seven. Trying to make believers. Against the Spurs. Make, make believers. To, yeah, trying, to make, trying to make me believe. Trying to make me believe. I'm telling you, they better be changing a little aspects. bit. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll talk That's about that after seven, the break. game seven, man. I didn't think it was going to go that far. We'll talk about that after the break. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are going global with gas. 
Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. I look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's come on. Let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Uh, we're going to play some porno music or not. And this is the game that we play that you're going to hear some music, and it's either from a porn or it's not. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back in. Back. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show, live in studio, last segment, Dougie B., Fireball Friday, Demi Lost Shades here in studio. 888-346-9144 is the number to dial in and join in on the show at any time. You know it's our last segment. You can't join in today. You can it's always Fireball join in, man. Friday. Well, yeah, honestly. Always. <laughs> but w- Monday. Monday, we will, we will be back in, and the NFL draft will be wrapped up and over by then. So some of these N- NBA playoffs as well. But like I said before, we got a special guest in the studio, Miss Lexley. Miss Lexley TV at that. Hey. Glad to have you here. <laughs> glad to have you here. Filming the thank show. You, thank you. Filming the show. She did a lot of filming last night at the event as well. Yeah. Um, but that's just what she does. That's just, you know, the little stuff that's under her shoe that she, you know, is a part of. She's a media genius. Um, she's, okay. she's just getting off to it, just getting off to the right start, still in school and whatnot. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Camera loves fun. me, doesn't it? Yeah. Just, it, it I got drawn some to me. You got some good shots of everyone. Yeah, it was really fun. All right, awesome. So, how yeah. long you been? How long you been doing this? Um, well, I've always been into cameras and stuff since like I don't even know, like middle school. But uh-huh. um, taking it seriously since like high school and really trying to make it my thing now. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what you got going on right now? Like, where, where can we follow your work at? And you know, where, where, where can we follow Lexi, Miss Lexi TV? Because you're awesome. Oh. You know, you're all over YouTube channels, and oh, yeah. you got a bunch of views. You're, good, you're great at what you do. You're hilarious as well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm just trying to, like, work on my portfolio right now and just mm-hmm. getting my website all together. So, you know, projects like this really help, and okay. that's what I'm working on. So where on. can we follow your work at? Because I know you got some work out there. Um, you got a YouTube channel? Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Okay. It's, it's, it's under construction right now. But okay. it's, yeah, it's where I post some of my work. But um, Twitter? 
Yeah, I have a Twitter. What's your Twitter? Lexley TV, L-E-X-L-E-Y-T-V. Yeah. So every social media. Get out, man. Chicago, stand up. (laughs) Chicago's in the building. Stand up. Thank you, Lexley. We we really appreciate you coming in and spending that time, jumping on the flight last minute. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Yeah, but... You know, why not do that? Why why not? Just Spontaneous. Hop out. Exactly. That's where you do your better your best work anyway. <laughs> at the heat of the moment, right, Doug? Oh. Because that's, that's what Chris man. Paul is doing it at the heat of the moment against the Hold on. NBA champion San, got San Antonio Spurs. I have a PSA really quick to shoot out before we start NBA. You ready? I'm I'm nervous, but go <laughs> ahead. You're never nervous with me. No. Never um <laughs> obviously next week we got the Special Olympics Arizona. Uh, that's yes. going on, Law Enforcement Torch yes, Run. Yes, yes, if you yes. guys are able to donate, get on the website, specialolympicsarizona.org. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. If you don't know the handle already, dbram81. Donate through us. Donate through the website. It's, it's a great cause. Like I said, Demer and I have talked about it on the show a couple times. It's just fun to see those guys go out there and compete because they're going out there for the love and just be able to actually do it. Um, but it's a good cause. Like I said, I'll be doing an 18 mi- 18 mile bicycle ride uh, to help support it. But then the other thing is the March of Dimes uh, is coming up, and that's actually close to my heart with the March for Babies. Um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they had a, a premature baby, and little Drew, I mean, he's doing awesome now, but definitely something scary to go through. And I give, mm-hmm. I give you know, my brother-in-law, Matt, and his wife, Ariana, so much credit for being able to, young parents, first baby, having to deal with the stuff and just being able to deal with it and continue on. And looking at Drew now, I mean, it's just a great cause for it. So definitely go to the March of Dimes and marchforbabies.org. Donate if you can. It's a great cause. Okay. I mean, we were talking about premature babies. They can't do anything for themselves. So mm-hmm. any dollar, any dollar amount helps, you Absolutely. know, especially with that, man. So Absolutely. I throw that out there really quick because that's kicking off this weekend. It's cu- yeah, it's kicking off this weekend. 18 miles, right, on the bike? Yeah, the, well, yeah, the 18 miles is Thursday. Thursday, But the March okay. of Dimes and the March for Babies okay. kicks off this weekend. So Awesome. But exactly, man. So now let's get NBA. Yeah, we get back into the NBA a little bit. Um, like last night, after well, while the NFL draft was going on and winding down a little bit, um, the, the coach and Willie's decided to turn on an NBA game last night. And it was between the San Antonio Spurs, former or still now NBA champions until they get dethroned. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, LA Clippers. Uh, game six was phenomenal last night. Uh, Chris Paul played on a huge display. Blake Griffin really led the way. Right. Because uh, Chris Paul, you know, he struggled in the first half. Didn't score a bucket. Uh, didn't score a field goal at that. Um, second half, I mean, he took over that third quarter, that fourth quarter. He just balled lights out. Blake Griffin came, was dominant throughout the whole game. Had tw- Ended up with 26 and 12. Um, it's the pressure on the Spurs or the Clippers? Spurs, man. Now? Because Spurs weren't just, <laughs> they weren't supposed to go to Game Seven. Mm-hmm. I think when we talked about our predictions, I, I think I gave Clippers maybe two games. I know you so you were saying you weren't sold on them, and which, here we are, I'm Game Seven, not. which I'm still not. How how you how can you not be though? This is not the Clippers' first Game Seven. This is not their probably not going to be their last Game Seven. The reason why I'm not still sold on them is because in the clutch moments, this is where they disappear. This is why I'm not sold on the Clippers in the playoffs. Because when it's crunch time, you get to Game 7, you're at your home court. Last season, Mm. let me remind Mm. you, Game 7, Clippers-Warriors. The greatest matchup in the playoffs I've ever seen in quite some time that I can remember was Chris Paul and Stephen Curry going at it. Arguably, Mm. all season Mm. was, who was the best point guard in the NBA? Is it Chris Paul or is it uh, Stephen Curry? And remember the 
the State Farm commercial. Right. It's, it's ruled by Chris Paul, Cliff yep. Paul. Cliff Paul. That was the first reoccurrence uh, of Sebastian Telf- or Sebastian Curry. He was the first, like, <laughs> once he came on, those on the escalator man. where Chris Paul was going yeah. down, Stephen Curry was going up. That was a sign and a signal. Look at, look at the signs, how they pave out. Yeah. No, but it that's, definitely has got to be on San Antonio. Because yeah, I don't think, think anybody really— on the Spurs? I think it is. Because you're, uh, Spurs were supposed to take the series by uh-huh. game five, maybe game six. Yeah. Now you've got it. Game seven coming down. Series is tied. Three all. Clippers are coming out strong. It's got to be on San Antonio. I would go with I would say the pressure's on the Clippers. Really? Um, not just because I'm a Clippers hater in the playoffs, but I mean I look at it this way: the Spurs have nothing to lose. They've proven that they that they are champions. They've been non healthy this season. Some guys been healthy. Uh, they have nothing to prove. We've, we've seen them in back to back NBA championships. Yep. They have nothing to prove. Except Clippers, to get there again, right? Well, I mean, they don't have to prove that. I've seen it done. I don't need to see it for a third time. That gets boring. <laughs> it does, man. Um, I, I agree with it. That gets boring. That. The L.A. Clippers, it's either now or never. Yeah. This team has been together for quite some time. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul. It's been too long. Let's put up or shut up. Yes. And I thought last season was put up or shut up. This is their, what, third year with Doc Rivers at the yeah. helm? This is their time to jump over that hump. And I got into it a little bit with uh, Junior Spivey last night at the event. And we were going back and forth. I told him I'm not sold on the Clippers. And he's like, why not? Why not? Why not? I'm like, dude, I'm not sold on Chris Paul. <laughs> he's the leader. He's supposed to be the best leader in the NBA at the point guard position, true point guard, blah, blah, blah. If you're a true point guard, if you're a true leader, then it's like year five or six with this team. Yeah. And you have Doc yeah. Rivers. There's no excuses. You have a freak at the power four position. You, just get, you can't finish it off. There's you no excuses. And, he, you know, he was, we was going back and forth, pound for pound, going at it. He was saying a lot of pressure's on Blake Griffin, which I do agree. Blake yeah. Griffin is the main key point of all of this. But guess what? Blake Griffin is also a clipper. Blake Griffin also has to depend on the game of Chris Paul because if Chris Paul don't come out and perform, Blake Griffin is not going to perform. If your yeah. point guard, if your leader is going to be down, turning over the basketball, game seven at home, mm-hmm. once again like last season, if I see that display in that moment – that's Chris Paul. Okay, so you're saying if if Clippers come out and dominate, Chris Paul comes out, leads that team, Blake Griffin obviously being the assist they're, on that, then, that then mean you're going to make you're going That means they're, they're, they're ready for this season. That means I will be worried. I will look out for the Clippers in this playoffs. If Chris Paul, if the Clippers come out and bang out the Spurs in this game seven, not even win by a lot, but just win the game because you're going to bring your best game against the Spurs tonight or tomorrow night. You're going to you, – you have to. So, therefore – she just grabbed. Ooh. Just, <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> <laughs> so therefore the Clippers got to hit something like that. Yeah. Therefore the Clippers got to come in and just punch you. That's in what the Chris face. Paul needs to do right there. Just take control. Absolutely. Woo. So, I mean, talking about taking control. See Chicago not take control. Oh my goodness, sixty six points. Yeah, they need oh to my. stop. They need to stop messing around with uh, Milwaukee. Just said, well, we're well, yeah, go Milwaukee. Home. Yeah, and it, it it took time for the the Bulls to. You know, come to that standpoint. I was ready for them to move on and, you know, show the real Bulls aspect because everyone been talking about the Chicago Bulls all season. You know, it's their, you know, they're, they're a competitive team once it comes down to the playoff standpoint. They're the team you want to see against go against Cleveland in the playoffs or go against Atlanta. And, you know, Milwaukee's a young, scrappy team with talent. But still, though, the most they scored in one quarter was 19. They didn't even get past the 20 right, in right. any quarter. I don't care how good of a defense you have, you should at least score 20, 25 points in one of those quarters. 
Sixty-six. They almost won by half. But that's the Bulls. That's what they do. I mean, I that's, but look that's at every other game. Look, look at every other game in that series. Milwaukee didn't. They scored, I think, at least eighty. I don't think they scored below eighty in any of the other games of the series. And to come out and score sixty, that to me, that just shows that they were done with it. They knew they were in for the defeat. We're just going to go out there and kind of do our thing, yeah. run through the motions. If we make a shot, great. And yeah, maybe we'll try to get a rebound here and there. But sixty-six points. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 66 points is embarrassing. But that's a young team in the playoffs. Yeah. You're you're talking, you know, this is that, that series was close to going 7 games. That went, that went 6 games. Those those guys were so young, they weren't used to that. You know, they I'm not trying to make an excuse for the Bucks 66 points. I mean, that's there's no excuse for that. You were not, you know, that's you, mm, yeah. yeah. That, that's embarrassing. That's things that's that make terrible. you go. You got to yeah. think about it. You, you got to go a whole year thinking about that last game of sixty six points, yeah. guys. We only put that, up sixty six points. That was your last game. That's not like a game two. Oh my god, we, you could you could come back from that. We can rebound from that, guys. Not a big deal. That is the last game. Right. You don't have another game now. You go out. This you you made the playoffs and now you go out by scoring sixty six points. Come on, that's a bad way to go out. Come on, man. That's a bad way to go out. Oh, tonight's oh. game: Atlanta oh. Hawks, Brooklyn Nets. You think Atlanta is gonna? Some this one, some this one. I hope up. so. They need to seal it up. They need to seal the deal because if they go seven, I'm gonna just scratch my head at the Hawks. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm a believer in the Hawks now. That 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 regular season, I was trusting them. I was believing in them. Um, game seven, game six coming up in Brooklyn. Last time they played in Brooklyn, Darren Williams turned back the clock and went off for 35 points. Uh, do you see him doing it again, or do you see Atlanta just closing the series in this point? Man, if, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't even comment either way because I thought Atlanta would have had that. I, I think I want to go back to the archive for that, that day we did our uh, predictions because I think I picked Atlanta to sweep. I think I gave the, I might have given them a one game. I might have given the Nets one game. I didn't see it coming like this now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, that, that, that series is so unpredictable from when it started off to. I see Atlanta winning, but, man – I, I just don't think well, if, if this game, oh. if this series goes seven games, I'm not believing in Atlanta this season at all. No, there's no reason Atlanta should go seven games with Brooklyn. Not not taking anything away from Brooklyn, but Atlanta is just so much more of a solid team than Brooklyn to to take it to seven games. Right, and then you have other teams like you know Cleveland take a sweep, and then Golden State with a sweep. Oh man, but that's the East. Hmm. No, I mean the Wizards got to sweep over the Raptors. Yeah, the Wizards are waiting for Atlanta. Atlanta don't, don't, doesn't want to play around with uh, Brooklyn because if they mess around and play the same ball game, if they move on against the Washington Wizards, John Wall, Paul Pierce, that's a lot more talent than you're dealing with at Brooklyn. Yeah. And that's a lot more hunger. Because, I mean, you, you got a young core group, Bradley Bill, John Wall. They're hungry. They've been in the yeah. playoffs as well. So not the, you might want to start messing around with Brooklyn. Like, let's get, let's get this done, Atlanta, so I can still Put believe Put your boots in on this. and go to work, baby. Yeah, Absolutely. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend, man. NFL draft all weekend. Uh, hopefully we see some um, some trades, some good picks. I think it's going to be a lot of trades coming up in day two, day three yep. of the NFL draft. Surprises maybe for round two instead of round one. Yeah. We didn't get any I, round I believe, one, really. I believe so as well. Um, also, NBA games, NBA playoffs games. Uh, some you know teams are going to be wrapping up here. Uh, game seven, tune in tomorrow. Game six tonight, uh, Brooklyn and Atlanta. Tune in, man. Uh, there's a lot going on out here in the Valley. Demry Lachey, Dougie B, thanks for y'all tuning in to Kwame Lasher Sports Talk. Thank you, Lexi. 
Lexley TV at Lexley TV. Follow her on YouTube channel, her Twitter account as well. She's amazing. Instagram account. Uh, she's great at what she does, and she's just on her way, just like us, man. We're just yep. on our way. We're starting it off. And Gonna blow up. Yeah. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, man. Dougie B, Demi Lachey, we out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.